0: Today's Dav is Dav Zayin. We are holding at the bottom of Vavmat Bay's. What we're going to have here are three rulings from Rova, which uh, we're going to try to do it as simple as possible without getting too technical. But it comes out uh, fascinating outcomes. We have been programmed for the last six blocks that the concept of kedushin is that the man has to give the woman a pruta, which means the man who's acquiring the woman has to be giving out of his pocket a pruta, and the woman who is pretty much giving up her rights to the man has to receive the pruta. We're going to now turn that on its head. We're going to see that that's not necessarily the case, at least according to Rubber. Maybe at the end of the sugya, I'll just give you the insight as to how the Rishonim Explain this, but let's, let's, let's go here. We're going to go with three cases. Let's start with the first case. So the first case is like this. I'm going to say it outside, then we'll see it inside. The first case is that a woman says to a man, so let's call him Reuven. Reuven wants to marry this woman, and he wants to give her $1,000. So she says, don't give me the $1,000. Give the $1,000 to Shimon, and by you giving the $1,000 to Shimon, I will be mekudesh's to you. And Raj explains. And he, at the time when he gives it to Shimon, he says, harayat mekudesh li with the $1,000 that I'm giving to Shimon. So he is making the outlay and he's also doing the uh, declaration. But she is not actually receiving the money. So at first glance, you would say, well, That's not Makudashas, because in order to be Makudashas, she's got to receive receive money. Says Rava, Makudashas. What's the precedent for this, says Rava? What's the precedent that a woman can uh, commit herself to the relationship even without the consideration having come to her? Where do we see this? He says there is a a, a Torah concept of an Arev. An Arev is a cosigner or an underwriter. How does a cosigner work? Person goes, let's call it a bank. A person goes to the bank and says, I want $1,000, right? The bank looks at this guy and says, listen, one second. In order for us to commit giving you the $1,000, there has to be collateral. You don't have any collateral. So therefore, we cannot commit to giving you the $1,000. So this person goes over to a third party. Let's call the third party Shimon. And he says, listen, I need to get $1,000 from the bank. They're not willing to get it unless somebody's willing to commit on our behalf, so they, on my behalf. So Shimon says, no problem. Shimon goes to the bank and says, you give him the $1,000 and I will underwrite. I will commit. You have my services, my commitment that if he defaults, I will pay. So says says, says, says Robert, what do you see? The Chorah, there has to, if, if a relationship, a transaction has to have consideration, then you would have thought that in order for Shimon to have committed himself to binding himself to the bank, that if there's a default, he will uh, cover the, the ruven, he will cover the, the, the borrower, he would have to receive anything. You see, he doesn't have to receive anything. You see that just because the bank is willing, at his behest, at his instruction to kick out the money, that's enough for him to be willing to be machna himself, to be willing to commit himself to that relationship, to that commitment that he will go ahead and pay. So says Ravah, so therefore the woman is no different. The woman also, as long as your instruction is being followed, the husband is giving that money to a third party, that's enough considered consideration that she's committing herself to this relationship even though she did not receive it from herself. So that's yeah. called the Din Arev. So basically we're saying right now is if a woman says to the husband, don't give me the money, give it to a third party, and the husband listens, give it a third party, that can be considered the consideration for the marriage. We'll get into the technicalities of a little more. What's the Raya? The Raya is you see that an Arev is willing to commit himself to paying up in case of default, even though he doesn't receive anything, the same thing applies to the Isha. That is Rava's halacha. So that's the first case. There's going to be three rulings here. That's ruling number one. So I'm a Rava. Ten mon The woman says to the husband, the future husband, don't give me the thousand dollars. Ten it to ploni. Give it to the third party. And I will be Mekodesh's to you. <clears throat> by you following my instruction and giving to the third party, mekudeshes, but again, very important, Rajiv points out, is that the, the, the husband, when he gives that $1,000, is declaring, I am being mekudeshes to you by giving that $1,000 to the third party. Now that works. What medin areit that follows the rules? The precedent is the laws of the undersigner, the cosigner. That we see the Torah brings down. We learn actually from the fact that Yehuda was a anochi arveno. I will I will be the Orev on behalf of Benjamin. Right, orev What do we see by the areiv? Even though the cosigner, no actual tangible benefit comes to him. He doesn't get anything. Yet, his binding himself, his commitment that he is committing his services to the bank, if there's a default, is considered binding. So, he's bound himself to the, bar, to the lender, to the bank. So, so, to this woman also, even though no tangible benefit, no consideration, tangible consideration has come to her, she is meshabed and, and, and sells herself over to who? To the, to the husband. So that's halacha number one. Okay? So, but basically, the principle that's set forth from the din of Arev is that the person who is committing themselves can commit themselves just by them instructing someone to give up money, even if that money does not necessarily come to them. Number one. Case number two. Heilech money vitzkatshi leployni. She says like this, she says that, no, he says. I, I'm sorry, the case over here is that a, a, a man may sends a shliach. But he tells the shliach, he says, listen, I don't have any money. So shliach is not problem. I got you covered. Okay, this will, my, this will be my wedding gift. All right. So he goes to the Isha and he says to the Isha, he says, listen, here's a thousand dollars. Right, and I'm giving it to you. It's my money, it's not his money. He's not giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. But by receiving this money, you are accepting the proposal of, of Rooving. Okay, so Shimon says, I'm his agent, I'm giving you a thousand dollars. Now, normally, when you're an agent, you're also bringing the thousand dollars that belong to Rooving. No, he doesn't have money. I'm giving you the thousand dollars. By you receiving this thousand dollars, you are Mukadesh's to Ruven. All right, mekudeshes says Ravi mekudeshes. Now the khirish over here is again it doesn't f- f- follow the classical understanding we have because normally we said the husband has to give a pruta. Over here it's true she's receiving a pruta, but she's not receiving it from it's not the husband's money. This is the husband. This is Shimon's money. This is the shliach's money. Nevertheless, it's mekudeshes. Where do we learn that concept from, says Rovva? That's Medin Evet Kanani. We learned it in Masechah's Gitin from the laws of Evet Kanani. Let's speak it out and then we'll see it inside. The law is that an Evet Kanani, one of the ways that he can be released is he can buy his freedom. However, that, 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 that creates the following perplexity. Why? Because we know that as soon as an Evet owns anything, Masha Kona Eved So how can he buy his freedom by giving the master a thousand dollars is if as soon as he owns it, the master owns it. He's not giving anything to the master. The master already has it. Says the Gemara, it's not a problem. A third person can show up, a third party can show up and say, listen, I want to do a solid for this Evid K'nani. I'm going to take my thousand dollars. I'm going to give it to the master. And I'm going to tell the master, by receiving this $1,000, ostensibly what you're doing now is you are releasing the Evid. So what do you see? You see that even though the Evid who is acquiring, the Evid who is acquiring his freedom, right? And he's getting the $1,000, but he's not getting it from the Adam, He's not getting it from the master. The master is receiving, is not not the one giving. I'm sorry, if I care, the other way around. The evad who is receiving, the evad is not buying his own freedom. He's not giving the money for the freedom. He has a third party paying on his behalf. It doesn't matter. As soon as the third party gives that money to the master... The master releases the Evid and the Evid goes free. So says Rava, that's the Din Evid Kanani. So I'm gonna apply that over here too. We're going to say that even though the person, you see, in the case of the Evid, who's the, who's the buyer? You yourself, the, the, the third party. No, no, no. Who who's the buyer? It? The Eved is buying himself. The Evid is the buyer. He's buying himself. He's getting his own rights. That's he's like, buying he's his he's own rights. Always. So okay. therefore, so in the case of the Evid, even though the evet is buying his own rights. He's buying his own rights without him having given a dollar out of his pocket. Doesn't matter. Third party can give the money for him, even though it's not his money; it's the third party's money, and that can buy him his freedom. So here too, here too, the uh, what's happening over here is that the uh, the 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 husband is buying the rights of the isha. Even though the husband never gave one dollar for those rights, it's a third party that's paying. That's the din of knani So from here we see from the second principle, we see that the buyer does not have to give his have to be the one giving the money. Somebody else can give the money on his behalf, even though it's not his money, and he can still acquire the Isha by doing so. That's the Din of Evit Knani. So so far we've had two rules. We've had two rules. So the first case, the principle is that the woman does not have to be the recipient of the money to be meshabit herself, to be mock herself to the husband. And the second rule is that the husband does not have to actually give the money to be able to buy the Isha. And that we learn from the laws of Ebek So the first one is the laws of Areb. The second one is the laws of Ebek Now we're going to do a hybrid. We're going to combine the two. Okay, that's ruling number three. So let's see again. So the... Uh, so... <laughs> Let's just read it inside. We didn't read it inside yet. So when it say like this, right? This was the case. Uh, take my, take my money, and you'll be married to the husband to Reuven. So the agent says, "It's my money, right?" Mukadeshes medin ayveknanis. Mukadeshes with the principle of Evakanani. Yeah, I love uh, because why? Because Evit Kanani. what is he you see by Evid Kanani? Is it not that Even though the Evit Kanani who is buying himself has not given up one dollar, it's a third party that's paying on his behalf. he acquires himself. So So the husband also also Even though he never gave up one puto, it was somebody else gave the money up for him. So therefore Kakani law he will acquire her to this, to this woman. Now, case number three. Now, this is a real modern case. Listen to the way this case works. The woman goes over to a person, right? And she says, listen, I want you to follow my instruction. Ten mono you give Ruvein. you give Ruvein a thousand dollars, v'akadosh aniloi, and by him receiving the thousand dollars, from you, I will be Mekodeshes to him. All right, and we'll, and we'll get to this, this let's just bear, get, bear with me. And basically the way Ragged will explain is that at the time of when that money is given, the husband will have to say Harat Mekodeshes Lee with this thousand dollars that I am receiving from the third party. Now here, you have a situation. Number one, the woman didn't get a dollar. And number two, <laughs> the husband never gave a dollar. And still, it's mekudesh medin shneim. By combining both the law of Orev and the law of Ebed-Kanani, this will be considered mikudeshes. Now, we'll explain the mechanics of it later. Let's just, just see. Let, let, let's get to this right now. You have told me All right. So why is it like this? So now i as follows. Arev, because what do we see from the Orave? the principle number one, the first case, we saw that... That in the case of the Arev love, is it not that mati that even though the Arev doesn't get one dollar, he doesn't get any tangible benefit from what he is committing. Nevertheless, his commitment commitment is a binding commitment. So there become now she's himself. tsunami So therefore in this case, she clearly she's instructing the money to be given to the, the, the husband. So she's not getting anything out of it. So she sells herself over to the husband. She binds herself to the husband. So I says one second. There is a difference between the third case and the first case. What's the difference between the third case and the first case? It's true. In the first case, what we had over there was, is that... Uh, she she was she did not receive a dollar, but the husband she right. told the husband give it to a third party. The husband at least paid something, right? In this case, in case number three, Again. the husband's not is receiving the money. He's not giving the he's not giving the money. Where it says me domi, how can you compare this third case to the case of areve? Hide the the one who is acquiring. Right, which was is the husband in the first case? At least he gave up his money. He was listening to her. He gave the money to a third party. So the husband was acquiring. He lost a thousand dollars. So he it was consideration. He acquired her with a thousand dollars, even though it didn't go to her, but it went at her behest to a third party. In this case, you're now created a case where the husband is acquiring her, and in fact, not only did he not give up any money. He's actually receiving the money. And he didn't give up one dollar. So I think more like this Your assumption is that the husband has to give up a dollar. He has to give up some money. The second principle shows that the husband doesn't have to. That was the Din of Evaknani. What do we see by Din of Evaknani? He said you can acquire, or the Evaknani is acquiring himself or the husband acquiring the Isha, <coughs> even though the consideration is not being paid by the one who is acquiring. That's we see from. The second, the, from, from the case of Eviknani that the buyer is not giving up any money; he's not losing any money. The Kakani Navshe and the and he is acquiring either the Evan acquires himself, or the or the Ishas, or the husband's acquiring the Isha, One says again, but you can't compare the third case to the second case. It's true in the second case, Evid K'nani, that we're telling over there that the buyer is not giving up any money, but at least the money in this case of Evid K'nani, where's the money going? It's going to the person who is selling. It's It's going to the owner, or in the case of the Isha, it's going to... It's coming to the isha. The one who's giving up their rights is the one receiving the money. me domi. How can you compare it to the third case, the principle number two by by Knani? Me domi hafta The one who is being makne who's giving up their rights. Kamakni is the one that is acquiring, right? The one is giving up the rights. The Evit Knani, right? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The the uh, the the, the 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 Adon. The Adon is money. Uh, yeah. He's getting the money. And in the case of the uh, Isha, she's receiving the money. At least the one who's giving up their rights is giving up something, is receiving something. Whereasokamakanya Here in this case, the woman is being machna herself, she's giving up her rights, right? The Loka will immediately she's not receiving anything. Says the that's not a problem, because principle number one showed you. The case of the Orev is the one who's giving up his rights, the one who's giving is committing himself, which is the case of the Orev, even though he never received any money. So Orev Yechiach, even though nothing, no tangible benefit came to him, he still Mishabid himself, which means it comes out a very modern thing that the third ruling of Rava, combining the laws of Orev and the laws of Evet Kenani, it comes out that when a A woman can tell a third party, you give the money to my future husband, and by him accepting that money, I now become a Kodesh to him. That is the rule. Now, why does it work, or how does it work? The Rishonim discuss. Take a look. Tosus says, one Mahal. I'm going to share with you the Ritva, because I think the Ritva is the easiest way to understand it. And it fits the rest of the Gemara later on. The Ritva says that Let's let's focus on the case of Arev. It's a good question. In order, every transaction, there has to be consideration. How can I commit myself to something if I didn't receive anything in return? So then Arev, he's putting himself on the line that if there's a default, he now is obligated to pay the $1,000. What did he receive from that? So says the Arev, what he receives is the fact that the bank is willing, at his behest, to give the money to the borrower, that hanoa, that benefit that they listened based on him, they trust him or they're willing to follow, that is considered, even though it's not a tangible, uh, it's not tangible uh, 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 cash, but it is something that can be viewed as consideration. It's worth at least a pruta that I know based on my name you're going to listen to me and give him $1,000, that gives me a benefit. Therefore, it is considered as if the Isha, if she tells a guy, you give that money to a third party, it is, there is a hanoah, the fact that somebody listens, which therefore makes it that there is considered consideration as if it comes to the Isha. So even though the tangible money didn't come to the Isha, but she's Makudesh's Bahi Hanoah, which is Mekodesh's is the benefit that she receives. Why? Because somebody was willing to listen to her instruction. That is the way it works. Okay. Boy Rova. Now Rova has the following Shiloh. <coughs> Let's say, we're talking about a situation over here, not a third party, no instructions, so you can't use the Ritvo's logic over here. She goes over to the husband, and she says to him, "Hey lech mona ani Take, I'm giving you a thousand dollars. She goes to the husband and she says, I'm giving you a thousand dollars, and I want you to be I, I want to be Macudeshus to you. Mahu. What's the haloka? Now you, you, your warning bell should be going off because we already learned a couple of days ago is that it's clear he has to give her the money, not her him, right? So what's even the shiloh? So Maris says, I'm a masuk, which made it up, Macudeshis. He says like this. He, he says like this. You know what? Maybe he's trying to What? How could there even be a havamina? What could be the mechanics that could make it mekudeshes? Now we have a halacha we learn. We're going to learn later on in the Masechta, and we've uh, encountered this many times. A Kenyan of agav. How does Kenyan agav work? Let, work? Let's say I want to buy your house and you have in the driveway you have on the, on, on the side of the, on, uh, the, on the side of the road you have your 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 car okay now car is metalsalim, the house is karka two different kinyanim so the chayra, you'd have to then to make two separate transactions K- uh, land karka is kesefstar chazaka. Metaltelin is Mashiach, Hagbo, everyone. so you have to do, it. no. There's a special limud, which we're going to learn later on in the Masechta. is that through the Kinyan of the Karka, you, the, the Kenyan of the Karka can help acquire the Kenyan on the Metaltelin as well. That's how it works. So says, says uh, Rav Ashi, he says, the says, a person, Rashi brings down, is considered like karka. We learn that from Evet Kanani. a person is considered like karka. He said, but here, the Agav is working the other way around because what you're telling the man is, take the Kesef, which is metaltalin, and by acquiring the Metaltelin, what is coming along with it, the karka. This is the woman, the, you're saying the woman's coming across. A man, a person, a human being is considered like karka. So what is she doing? She's saying, I'm giving you the kessif. Now, the one understands right now, her giving the kessif to the man, that can't be doing the transaction. Because that's, she's giving it to him. So it must be there's an addition, an add-on that's working over here. So it must be this might be working like an aga. You acquire the metaltolin and through acquiring the tar- you also get the karka. Who's the karka in this case? Why? What? He says, but that's the opposite <inaudible> of agav. This is not really agav. Agav works, is through the karka you can make a But agav doesn't work that through the metaltolin you can acquire the karka. So, Moran says like this Amalay, <speaking> Rab Imkein, Sheishla, The is properties on which there can be a lean. Properties can ensure a transaction, which is Karka, niknin, are acquired in the Chazim sha'il machrayas with, with properties that normally a lien does not go on to, which is which is metaltalin. So therefore, Karka is being acquired with metaltalin, which is the opposite of the way agav works. Agav usually works, but We learned the opposite. We learned the chazim sha'il machrayas is, is that metaltalin, niknin and machim are acquired with Karka. because of starbach, with the kazajtach on the karkah. So how's it working over here? Put aside the overriding question over here is how can she be giving something to the husband and he acquiring her? her? So I'm a lay. Why are you thinking that the Kenyan is an Agav? We're not saying that she is saying to the person, by you accepting the money, you are acquiring me Agav the money. You're right, that can't work, because Agav cannot work where the catalyst to the Agav is metalton, The catalyst to the Agav has to be Karka. That's not what's going on over here. We're dealing with a whole different situation over here. We're dealing with Adam Choshev. And Adam Choshev, Rashi explains... An Adam Choshev is a person that generally does not accept gifts. You try to go ahead and send a gift to the President of the United States, doesn't accept gifts. person doesn't accept gifts. So therefore, if somebody who does not normally accept gifts, right, to get him to send a gift, rather explain it like this, you would have to get a, what do they call those, a lobbyist. You have to get a lobbyist, you have to pay a lobbyist to get him to accept your gift, right? So that's worth money. The fact that he is accepting your gift is giving you the Hanah. He doesn't need the gift. He doesn't want the gift. The fact that he's accepting your gift, it's as if you're getting the benefit from his acceptance. That's the case over here. So you're right. Normally, if a woman goes over to a man and says, but I want to be married to here's a thousand dollars, that wouldn't be Mekodesha's because he, he, he has to give her, not her him. But here he is considered giving her. Why is he considered giving her? Because he's an adam chashev. Adam chashev. It's the Hanoah, that he's willing to accept it on her be from her, which he would not normally do. That is the uh, that, that is what, and therefore he's going to say, "I'm a kudeshes to you with a benefit that I'm accepting your gift." That's what's going to be the kedushin over here was the no the The fact that she is getting the pleasure, she's getting pleasure from him, that he's accepting her gift. So therefore she as in her mind is mocking herself to him by the receiving the Hanoah that she's getting from him. Okay. Itmar Nami, this itself was stated Mishmeh the in the name of Rovah, Fahinla Inin Mamona, uh uh I'm sorry, Itmar Nami Mishmeh the Rub, Vahinla Mamona. Now this too is stated in the name of Rovah, Fechin le'inyan Inan Mamona. Now what it's going on according to Rachi is remember Rovah, it said, we began today's sugya with three principles. There's a case where you learn out from the case of Araf. There's a case you learn out from the case of Eved and the third case is a hybrid combination of eved and erknani. Now that was for the case of kedushin. Rava now said a second time that the same thing applies to regular transactions. We'll see in Rashi. I'm going to go through the Rashi with you that you also have a din of eved kna, uh, uh, Arev, a din of eved knani, and a combination of the two, even if it's not involving a kedushin, but it's involving a regular transaction. Now take a look at the Rashi. The chaim and mamona. Everyone, see it inside. The teaching that Rava told us, the three teachings, the yalfa kiddushin Medin, orev that we can learn, that a case of kiddushin with the laws of orev, or midin ebeknani from the case of ebeknani, so too will apply to regular financial transactions. Let's speak it out. For example, case number one: Machar sode. Person is selling. Reuben is selling Shimon a field. All right. And he tells Shimon, "Now you normally would have to give me ten thousand dollars, all right? Don't give me the ten thousand dollars. Give the ten thousand dollars to Levi, all right? So and by you giving the money to Levi, I will sell you the field, all right? So that's... so medin uh, So that. Shimon acquires the field. I, Shimon did not give the money to Ruvain. Ruvain. Shimon gave the money to Levi, but since it was at the behest of Ruvain, Ruvain that works, and that's the din of Orev, that he's, that he's Meshavit himself. Shimon is, uh, Ruvayn is makna the field to, uh, Shimon. to Shimon, Shimon, even by Shimon giving the money to Levi. That's the case of Orev. Case number two. <laughs> So somebody shows up to Ruvein, right? Let's say somebody shows up to Ruvain. Let's say Lady comes to Ruvein and says, I'm giving you my money, my $10,000. When you accept my money, you are selling the field to Shimon. I, Shimon, never gave a dollar. And it's all Levy's money. That works, and then we learn that out from where? From the case of So when Someone says, the, uh, So therefore, mechur kona ose Hasodet, Medin evet, midin evet. okay? So that's the second case. Principle number two. What's the third case? Ten loisodi. goes over to Levi and he says to Levi, he says, I want you to give $10,000 to Shimon. You give the $10,000 to Shimon and my field then will be acquired to Shimon. Shimon never gave up $1. Ruve never received one dollar, but between the combination of Evit Kanani and Urev, it's considered to be. Shneim, that's shneim. So basically the same exact way that we weren't learned by Kedushin, also applies by regular financial transactions. Now the Gemara wants to know, and this is very important, anytime that it's recorded in the posterity into part of the corpus of Gemara and you have to write both, it must be necessary. It means one could not automatically be derived from the other, because otherwise the editors, Ravina and Ravashi, would not have gone out of their way to incorporate this as a second teaching. It's more was like a Tzricha. Ravah, it was necessary for Robert to teach us and for us to incorporate both the case of Kedushin and the case of Maman, of, of financial transactions. Why? Message is like this. First is that if you only learned by the case of Kedushin, the first three cases by Kedushin, you could argue, you know why it works in those three cases? Because even though the woman is not receiving anything tangible, the way we explained with the ritva but she is receiving a pleasure that somebody is listening to her instruction. You could argue, maybe that only works by kedushin because there's an overarching principle that we've had many times, that Rachel Loki says, etev, armalu, that a woman is willing to settle. She just wants companionship. So you might say that for kedushin purposes, that's considered enough consideration that she's getting the benefit that somebody's listening. But maybe when you're dealing with actually selling a piece of property, or doing real financial transactions, maybe that's not enough for consideration. Consideration mamish has to be something tangible. You can't just have that somebody's listening and I'm going to consider that to be the consideration. So therefore, if you only have the case of kedushin, because that woman is, 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 is willing to accept anything, she's willing to settle. That it's better for a woman to be two bodies, to have companionship, to remain as an al- to remain on her own of my mind when with actual pieces of property we're doing actual transactions. Hey, Malo, maybe you need real consideration. It has to be actually something tangible, not something that is giving me pleasure. Maybe that's not sufficient. I said then asked that question. why don't write the case by the financial transactions and if it works for land, then call Sha and it should work goodbye. Isha. The and my if you only had the case in my mind, I'll tell you like this. Because let's say like this, let's say Ruvain sells Shimon uh, a piece of property and he owes him $10,000. There is a concept, of Mechila, right? Ruvain can say to Shimon, you know what, I'm Mechil. Keep the money. If you try be Mechil by kedushin, what's going to be the case? Haref Mekodesh is Lee and she says, I'm meichel. you don't have to give me the money. It doesn't work, it doesn't work. So therefore, since by transactions, Mechila works, you might think the reason why this works is like a Mechila. Like a, no, but you can't do a Mechila by a Kedushin. So unless you taught it by Kedushin itself, you wouldn't have known that it actually works. So I'm going to say, because transactions, there is a concept of Mechila. about Kedushin, I'm a But Kedushin, there is no Mechila. Therefore, Ravah had to record these three cases, both in the scenario of Kedushin, and in the scenario of moment. Let's go back to it. Amar Ravah. Hisgad shili hatsoi. So the Kev case again, I'm not the psychologist over here, but Yizkachalei Chatsoy means that a man says to the woman, half of me is married to you. I'm going to marry you, but only half of me. Right? Mechodesh, is he says, that works. Chatzoyach is but the reverse. If he says, I'm only marrying half of you, then it's Eina Mechodesh, it doesn't work. So that's what Rava says. I'm going to lay a baya, I don't understand. How do, what's, what's the difference? Right? It's good for the goose. It's good for the gander. Why does it not work both ways? The same. <coughs> Let's talk about the case of the Isha. What would be the logic that if you go to a woman and you say, half of you is married to me that's it's En I'll tell you what. Because what's the Pazik say? Pazik says, Isha uh, uh, ish, means you have to acquire an entire woman. To try and acquire only half, doesn't work well. If that's the reason why it doesn't work for the woman, it also says ish ki isha. So therefore, uh, it also it should be a whole man acquiring a woman, not that she's only married to half the man. So then it shouldn't work by the man either. If that's the reason why it's no good by the isha. That same reason should also be why it's no good by the man. So therefore, so therefore, if, uh, the Einu goes, because isha Amarachman Rachman who said uh, isha. But ish, I'm ish. So what's the difference? So what Rav explains things like this. Rabbi says, we know that Mina Torah, a man can have multiple wives. A woman cannot have at least not at one time, right? So therefore, in the case where the man says to the woman, I am half of me is married to you, we say it doesn't mean literally. He's just telling the woman, he's giving the notice, right? I, when there's a newer model that comes down the line, I'm leaving open the fact that I'm going to be married, don't have any is because I'm telling you, I'm allowed to marry more women, and I'm going to. So that's what we can say, that's what he meant. It wasn't, figu- it wasn't literally, it was a figurative expression. In the case of the Isha, it can't mean figuratively. Therefore, it must only mean literally. Literally, it can't work. That's why it doesn't work in the case of the Isha, but it works in the case of the man. That's what brother answers him. He says, how can you compare the case of the Isha, the case of Isha? A woman is not fit to marry two men. But But a man, is he not fit to marry, two, uh, to, to marry two women? A man can marry two women. So in the case of a man, we can say that's what he meant. But in the case of the Isha, you can't say that if you have taken it literally, literally it doesn't work. And this is what he was saying to her. That if down the line, I want to marry another woman, I will go ahead and marry. Okay. Now, what the Umar is going to say, I'm going to explain to you how Rashi learns it again for Ian purposes. You can spend more time on this. But the way Rashi says like this is we know that the Loshan Kedushin, where does that word come out? We don't find the word Kedushin in the Torah. But Chachamim understood that when a person gets married, it's considered like Hegdash. The Asira Akula Almeke Hegdish. that when you marry a woman, you're actually like consecrating her that she becomes also to everybody else in the world like hektish, which means that the terminology has hektish like qualities. Now we're going to see that Alokh is by a carbon, if you try the Magdish part of the animal, there's a concept of Ispashtus, that the Kedusha spreads through the, the whole animal. So he says, So then, for why doesn't that, that, that happen? Over here, when you're a Mikaddish, you tell the woman a Makadesh, half of you, if it works like Hegdish, then what should happen? The whole isha should become the Raspasha. That's the question he's asking. So, Zutra Marzutra bereder Rav Mari leRavina. So, Marzutra, the son of Rav Mari, said to Ravina, let the be Let the kedusha spread out to throughout the whole isha, and let it be a considered a Kedushan. Milo Sanya do not learn. The Masekh that's Tmura, it says a person says on a carbon on on, on, on an animal that the leg should be an Ola. Right? Te Kula Ola. The whole thing. So therefore, uh, uh, that this leg should be an Ola. The Haloch is Te Kula Ola. It spreads out and the whole animal becomes a Kula. Now, there is a dissenting opinion over there. We don't say the whole animal becomes an Ola. That's only because a leg is not considered to be a vital part of the animal. You will something that's not vital to the existence of the animal. Let's say the heart should be an ola, or the head should be an ola, and the animal can't exist without that part, then you do, everyone agrees it would be a in that case. And therefore in this case, half the isha contains vital organs, therefore what should be the din? Whole. The whole Isha should become a Kadesh. So why is it animal Kadesh? This is the Kasha that Marzutra uh, asked uh, Ravina. So Murray says like this, me domi. you can't compare the case of Tamura. Let's let's let us step back a moment, let me explain it outside, we'll see it inside. In the case of Tamura, you own the whole animal. It's your you you don't need anybody else's permission. So, the halacha over there is that the rule is that if you makadish part of the animal, according to some, even it's a non vital part, according to others, it's a vital part, automatically it spreads to the other half because there's no other permission needed for it to spread because you own the entire animal. Here, I'm trying to makadish the isha. She only gave permission to what you said to the half. Now, even though know, let it spread to the other half, it can't spread to the other half because you can't on your own spread it to the other half because you need. Her permission. Without her permission, it can't spread. That's why it can't work over there. So he says, like this Me, Dami, how can you compare the two? Over there, it's an animal that you own. the own animal. Here, yeah, there's another das involved. There's another permission needed over here, which is the das of the Isha. How, if, this is part of the question. If you want to compare it actually to the case of the Isha, we'll talk about a case where there's two partners. Let's say two partners. Person says, I'm makdish my half. Magdish his half, it doesn't spread to the other half. Why doesn't it spread to the other half? Because you don't have the permission. That would be comparable to the case of the Isha. Halodami do Amr Rabbi Yochanan Compared to the case of Rabbi Yochanan? What did Rabbi Yochanan? You have an animal that belongs to two Shutfim, two partners. if it's Magdish half, only half becomes Hegdish. Now, the second part of this is not relevant. We're going to get to it, but it's not relevant to what we're pointing out right now. Why is only half become Hegdish? Because there's another owner, there's another Das involved. That's like the case of the Isha, that's why there's no spash just now. But the more points the other one? like Yeah, but that's because it can't do it has no Sharkas to over here, right? Now the point over here is like this. Now the Mora just continues on. Now just as an interesting side note, let's say he's Makadash half, which means only half was Mekaddish, was Kadosh, and then he went and bought the other half. From the owner, right? And he was Makadesh the second half. The first half didn't work because at the time he did it, he didn't own that other half. But now he went and was Makadesh. So the, uh, the, the total outcome is what? Now he now the whole thing is Kaddosh. He still can't bring it as a carbon because there was a point in time where it was not fit for the Mizbeach. When it was only half. So That's the point I'm going to say. He went and pushed the second half, and then he was marked the second half. Kedusha, the whole thing is Kadosh. They ain't a crave, but it cannot be offered. Why? Because there was a point in time where it couldn't be offered on the Mizbech, even though there was a hectic, but it couldn't be offered. What was the point in time where it could not be offered? When only half of it, not because the two is a chulin, wasn't the problem, but when half of it was Kadosh and half of it was not, at that point it could not be offered. Therefore, now, even though the whole thing is Kadosh, it's considered defective. It's called was rejected. Never again. Cannot be broad. If there were two owners and they both simultaneously made it... I then it would be fine. Then it would be fine. But could be others out. Right, right. They ain't a craver. Now, the laws of Tmura, you're not allowed to go ahead and say I want animal A to be like animal B, but if you do it, both become Kadosh. The laws of Tamura will apply that if you say animal A should be like animal B, both of them would be Kadosh, but it transfers the defect as well, which means even though the second animal will be Kadosh... But therefore, but the second animal has the same status as the first one, which is what? Can't be brought. Can't be brought. Now, this is a complete suya from Tmuro, and I'm not going to get into it in detail, but the Gemara points out from this ruling of Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan said that if you were marked half, then purchase the other half, and then you mark the second half that you can never bring this animal. We can learn our three halachas from here. Now this gets into the rules of something that becomes nitcha. Nitcha means that if there was a time period where this was rejected, even if you remove the rejection, but there is a rule that once it was rejected, Kevin your It's always going to be rejected, but we're going to see. There's different machlokasin concerning that principle. But from we, Rabbi Yochan, we see three principles. Number one, Shmami not From Rabbi Yochan, we learn three principles. Number one, Shmami not That first thing you learn is a live animal can become permanently rejected. There are opinions that this rule that once it's rejected is going to be permanently rejected it only starts after shechita. But if it happened before the rejection goes away, no problem. He took care of the problem. You see for Rabbi up like that, because where is the rejection occurring right now when the animal is alive, when half was Kaddish, half was not Kaddish, and he says it's permanently rejected. So number one, we see that rejection can happen even by a, by a live animal. That's principle number one. Second thing is, there is a machlokas concerning the laws of rejection. What's considered to be a bigger rejection? Where an animal was first fit to be on the Mizbeach and then it became rejected? Or the rejection took place before it ever was fit to go on Mizbeach. What's considered worse? From the beginning it was rejected or it was fit and then it became rejected? So there is an opinion that says if it was never fit, it's not really like a permanent rejection because it was never good to to begin with. Then you take away the rejection, now it becomes fit. But it was ready ready to go on the Mizbech and now it becomes rejected, then you cannot bring it on the Mizbech. That rejection is a permanent rejection. From here we see, Rabbi Yochanan holds that even if it was never fit to be on Mizbech, From the beginning it was rejected because how did it start? It started as a chulin animal. It wasn't, at this point, it wasn't kadosh for the Mizbeach yet. And the first thing you did made it half kadosh. Rejection. So you see rejection starts even from the beginning. It doesn't have to be the rejection took place when it was fit and then it became rejected. Even before it was fit, a rejection could be a permanent rejection. That's the second principle we see from Yohanan. The rejection that starts from the beginning where it was never fit, wasn't nearer of nitre, but it was nitre from mikara. It's also have a dichuy considered to be a Dichuy. And the third thing is like this. There is also a Shiloh. When you say Dichuy, Nitcha, is it only when it's Kedushas Aguf? When the animal is kadosh for Guf? Or what about when it's Kedushas Dami? When it's only kadosh for financial purposes? Now, the more I understand right now, when you Mark Dish half the animal, it can't be a Kedushas Aguf. Why can't it be Kedushas Aguf? Because its Guf is not fit the way it is to go on this bell. At most it could be, it's ready for pidyon. it could be for Kedusha's Domin. And still you say that it's Netcheh, so you see that according to Rav Yochan, you can have a Dichoi even on a Kedusha's domin. It doesn't have to be on a Kedusha's Agul. V'shma minayayesh Dichu b'Domim. That's the third. So these three principles we learn from Rav Yochanan. One is that there's Kedusha in Baal Chayim. Number two, you're on Dichu mi Koro. And number three, you see a Dichoi on Kedusha's Domin. Let's go back to it. Boy, Robert has the following shaila. Now, why the person did it again? I'm not a psychologist. But the person went over to Anisha and said, I want half of you for half of Brutto, and I want half of you for the other with the other half of Brutto. Now, what's the problem over here? Total outcome. gave her a proof. He gave her a pro, he and his the whole of her. But if we break it down, then each declaration on its own. Is not a valid declaration and it would be Enema Kadashis. So, do we look at the total outcome <coughs> or do we break it down as two declarations, which would not be good, right? So, boy, right at the following, Chetze Chetzib Chatzib Prut, Chetzib Chatzib Prut, Mahu, what's <laughs> the Alokha? Came in the Amalok Chatzib Bruto. do we say that when he made the first declaration, Chatzib Prut, half of you Chatzib at that point, that's one declaration stops. And the ruling on there would be ena Then the second half is ena At the end of the day, it's ena Ideal, my mind of Do we say this person for whatever mishagasi had, he was just adding up? It's a puta. Puta is made up of two halves: first half, second half. But he really meant it as one long declaration. He's just counting it as one long declaration, and therefore what? <laughs> so therefore, it should be makvaholichu, and that's Now, let's build upon this Shailah. Now, even if you want to say that, you know what? I understand because who who says half for half? Half a pruta does not buy you anything. So, obviously, it makes sense to say that his intent was he really was meaning to buy with a full pruta and he was mon of a holich. That's what his intent was. So, now, that's what his intent was. Now, we're going to up the ante. Let's say he said half of you for a pruta and half of you for a pruta. Now, it's a different Shailah because... It's harder to say mono because mono is easier to say when he only says half a pruta. He means to combine them. But since he said half of you for a pruta and then half of a pruta, that maybe is considered two declarations, and or maybe not. Maybe he wants a Makadash with two prutas, and this is the way he's trying to be mikdash with two prutas. So So that's considered like a separate declaration. It's an because you can't be her on half, right? Or maybe, no, anything within a given day. If it's in the same day, we just say he's breaking down how much he's giving her, but it's all one long declaration, and he is mekodesh, as that's what he means to say, as long as it's in the same day. Next, Shire, build on the last one. Let's say, you know what, if he's doing it all in the same day, it's like he's saying, I want to use two prutas, and this is how I'm getting to two prutas, one pruta for half of you, one pruta for half of you, Let's, as long as we're in the same day, it's fine. What happens if he does it over two days? When it says like this, means not that he does two declarations on two separate days, it's on the same day, but he says, what he said was, the first declaration was that a, half of you should be for a pruta for today, and then the other half of you I want to acquire with a pruta tomorrow. 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 So they've a mahu. What's the haloka? Kemanda Machar. Since he said that half of it should be for tomorrow, that automatically separates it as two separate declarations and then what? And maybe not, maybe that's not what he means maybe he says for whatever reason he wants he wants us to be one long act of kedushin, starting today ending tomorrow, and he means the M-dash show completely with the two Brutus, and it maybe should he be considered a alright, now the Ron learns, the next peace, is also continuing with this piece. Shnei Let's say he said to her, you're two halves for one pruta. Now that's better because he is mentioning two halves, but it's all in one declaration. Mahu. Ha vada zimna That's one declaration. It's one time for sure that, that should work. But no, maybe there's a, there's, a, there's a problem here too. Maybe a woman cannot be Any Anytime you mention half an isha, maybe that doesn't work. You have to mekodesh the whole isha completely at one time. One declaration, don't break it up into halves. It doesn't work, take it, unresolved. Let's say you have two daughters and you're, they're ketanics. So you represent them. And you have two sons that are adults, the Rashi learns, and they made you agents. So now the question is like this, if we view the fathers as the principles, right, and each one, so the one father goes to the other father and says, listen, I want to make a transaction, your two sons for my two daughters, and only one pruta is being given. If they're the principles, there's a transaction that works, it should work. Because it's one transaction, two against two. Or do we look at the subject? The subject is two sons to two daughters, means each one needs their own pruta. So, Shnei Bnasaka Shnei bana, the pruta mahu. Bossa no cinema Kabul, as they do go by the principles, the fathers, and therefore Ika Mamon, and you have a pruta that works. ideal ma mahu, Bossa did do as they go by the subject. leka, and you don't have a pruta for each one, it doesn't work. Teiku. All these shadows are unresolved. Boy Raf Papa. The guy says, listen, I want to marry your daughter and I want to buy your cow. Throw in, play it to later. Okay, I'm getting your, your, your daughter and I want to get your cow and here's a pruta. Now, what's the problem? Mahu. Me, Amrina, and pruta, paros, If what he meant was I'm paying half a pruta for your daughter and half a pruta for your cow, then what's the aloha? You can't buy something with half a pruta. I deal my a He meant the full pruta. Kenyan kasev is for the isha, and paroscha I'm going to get as a meshicha. You're going to throw in this meshicha, but the money is not going for the cow, which makes sense because you cannot and you cannot buy with money. Batal means meshicha. So, but the question is, what did he mean when he said it to determine whether it's or any makudeshes? Takeu. It's also unresolved. What's that? Uh, let's, let's, let's finish up. Let's say here. now this is a little bit, it ups the ante because you cannot do Mashiach on Karka. Karka needs a Kenyan, Kesef is one of those Kenyanim. And he said, I want to get your daughter and I want to get your land for a pruta. Mahu, bidhabati brukar bachati brut does mean half and half, which wouldn't work. I ma bidcha babrutto, but the karka, I'm gonna do chazak on the karka, be a separate kenyan. And therefore that could work, because then the issues make that That's also what's the alloc over there? Taitu. Alright, we'll stop over here, gentlemen.